Right, I'm an alcoholic and I'm Steve. My sobriety date is October 23rd, 2012. I am extremely grateful to be here. Uh, welcome to all the newcomers. Congratulations to all the chip takers and happy birthday to all the birthday people. That's crazy. Uh, one, two, five, four, geez. Uh, I was so nuts at one, two, four. And if you ask my sponsor when he comes in church, he'll probably tell you I'm nuts at 10, two. And so um, it's good to be here. Uh, it's really good to be sober. Um, that's not how I came into these rooms. You know, I, uh, I remember I was first sentenced to AA when I uh, got my first DUI. I had crashed into a cop car uh, in Long Beach. Um, it was kind of in a blackout. I remember coming to a couple times with like the light flashing and then me falling down backwards and the cops like catching me and then waking up like from one of those bad dreams that you get, like when you fall off something and you shake too. And then you're like, oh, thank God that was a dream. And it wasn't a dream for me. I was uh, actually in jail and uh, was covered in pee and um, pretty sure it was mine, hopefully. Um, but uh, that's that's the type of alcoholic that I am, right? I, uh, I couldn't tell you uh, when I start drinking what's going to happen or, or how much I'm going to take. And I'm so grateful uh, that when I was finally able to hear the message, um, you guys were there, right? And uh, for me, I had been drinking pretty much my whole life. I grew up in a single parent household. Uh, my mom raised me in a Mexican family. And so everybody was always drinking, you know, and that was just like the normal thing to do. And every time I saw that, it was like, cool, everybody's having fun. This is great. Like, let's go. And, uh, and I just wanted to be a part of, you know what I mean? And it was like, I just want to have fun. And if you guys are doing that with alcohol, like that's what I need to do, you know? And so I'd go up and I'd ask them for drinks and they'd be like, oh, okay, I'd give it to the little kid. And you know, I taste it I'm like, oh God, I'm never going to have that again. But everybody would start laughing. And it was like, man, I love this feeling, you know, and my sponsor talks about the ism, the internal spiritual maladjustment that you'll get to hear a lot about in a minute. And, um, and I think that was mine, right, is my need to fit in and my need to just be a part of, you know what I mean? And so uh, I did that, right? And naturally, my drinking progressed. Uh, eventually, I moved from the San Gabriel Valley with my mom. We moved around a lot. We moved out to Huntington. And uh, that's where my uh, ism really kicked off. You know, I was full of fear. I didn't know what to do. I had moved to a new school. I just wanted to be a part of. And um, luckily, my mom had moved us in with a practicing alcoholic. And uh, there was always rum and Coke everywhere. And so I would always invite people over to my house. And we would just get drunk and work on projects for school. And steal their clove cigarettes and we would just drink and smoke like little kids, you know, and um, that was, that was me growing up, you know, and, uh, and so eventually the progression just continued and uh, by 18 years old, I spent my first time in jail, uh, you know, I got out, I met a girl, I thought the girl would fix me and that didn't work and so for four years I did pretty well, I had uh, gone back to school, I had uh, gotten some certificates and um, and did well, you know, and, uh, and what happened in 2009 was she left, uh, I had lost my job, and um, I, I didn't know what to do, right, and we had started drinking, and, and it just it totally kicked off, so from 2009 to 2012, uh, I spent more time in jail than I did out of jail, and I was essentially just doing uh, jail, a life, um, just a life program, you know, going in and out of jail uh, with, with nothing to, nothing to do, you know, and um, in 2012, what happened is I got, uh, got released from jail. Um, I had decided because I had some legal experience that I was going to go in and get my sentence uh, modified. And, and I'm grateful. And I saw the guy with two years. He has a sweatshirt that says like hope by the sea or something like that. And 
uh, it reminded me that one of the lies that I had told my probation officer when I, when I got out of jail was that I was on this wait list for uh, the sober living by the sea in Newport, right? And uh, I was like, no, I'm not going to do this year program. I'm just going to go to this sober living and everything's going to be okay. And, uh, luckily, she did her job and uh, she called and she checked and uh, there was no wait list for sober living by the sea. And so uh, when she came and found me, she said, uh, you need to check into rehab or you're going to spend the next six years in prison because I'm going to violate you. I was like, all right, cool. So naturally what I like to do is I like to run, right? I'm a runner. And uh, so I decided being homeless was going to be it. Like, I'm gonna, this is great. No rules. I don't have to listen to mom because I run to mommy when I'm in trouble. And I don't have to listen to the man because, you know, forget the man. And, um, and I was homeless, right? So I lived in Huntington Beach in Central Park for a little while. And, um, and I ran. And, uh, and I remember on October 22nd of 2012, what happened was that I just panhandled enough money uh, to get that bottle of Taka vodka that I love, that low bottom well vodka. And, uh, and I remember just sitting on that bench, you know, and, um, and just, uh, just broken, just broken and beat up and, and having no idea what I was going to do. And, and just saying that prayer, you know, like, God, I just need help. And, uh, and I remember chugging out, I used to plug my nose because if you plug your nose, you can't taste the vodka as it goes down. You don't feel that burn until the very end. And, um, and I did. And I remember slowly drifting off because I drink to black out, right? I don't drink to have fun. I drink to black out at that point. And, uh, and I come to the next morning and I remember that I have that six month sentence. And uh, what happened is on October 23rd, 2012, I ended up in the Salvation Army in Anaheim. And uh, I'm so grateful for that place, right? Uh, it's a low bottom indigent rehab. And that's exactly what I was as a bottom of the barrel, liar, cheating, thief, alcoholic. I wanted what you had and I didn't want to work for it. And if I wanted it, I was going to take it, you know? And um, and I got there and uh, you guys started talking about these steps. And I was like, oh, man, I don't know if those are going to work for me. Right. Because I had tried AA. I was sentenced to AA when I got that DUI when I crashed into the cop car, you know, and, uh, and I heard your guys' stories. And you guys had talked about losing families and losing houses, and losing cars. And I was like, yo, I've never had any of that. I don't I'm not going to do any of this work. That's crazy. Um, and so that's the that's what I thought when I got here again. And, uh, and what happened was. Uh, is they told me that I needed to uh, do the steps so that I can go out and actually do meetings on the outside as opposed to just having to do them all in the rehab. And I was like, cool, then we're going to do this. And, uh, and so I started, right? And so what happened was I got the sponsor. And, uh, I picked the man because he was just funny, you know, and, uh, and I didn't think there was going to be a lot going on. And uh, what happened was that he started me on the steps. And, uh, and I'm so grateful for that, you know, and uh, I, I, it wasn't perfect, right? I uh, eventually got kicked out of that rehab in six and a half months because um, like I said, I'm a bottom of the barrel liar, cheating a thief, and I was stealing pretty much everything that was worth anything that you guys donated to the Salvation Army because I needed to build my uh, bank up by the time I left that place. Um, and when I got kicked out, uh, what had happened was a friend of mine uh, that I had met in rehab had, was a part of this home group. Uh, and he had heard that I got kicked out, and, uh, and he came and he found me. And, uh, and he kept it really simple, which you guys do, which I'm so grateful for. And he said, an idiot's been running your life for the last 26 years. If you do what I do, you may have a chance to stay sober, right? And uh, I was sweetly reasonable enough to listen. I got in that car and he took me to that home group and we started going to meetings. And like, I wasn't a big fan of going to meetings, but we were doing 11, 12 meetings a week there. You know, So I became a fan quickly because that was my life. And um, I'm grateful, you know, and, and those men showed me. It was a home group, just men stag. And. 
they showed me how to live, right? They showed me and walked me through the steps and they, they showed me what to do, you know? And I'm so grateful for that because if you tell me what to do, like I have a lot of good ideas, you know? My sponsor told me that I was a contrarian today. <laughs> I'm part of the contrarian club. Because uh, when you say something, I always have to say something contrary, you know? And uh, still at 10 years, I'm working on it. Um, but I'm grateful for that, you know? I'm grateful today that like, I get to go down the road with my sponsor and sponsor, thank you for asking me to be the 10 minute. I appreciate that um, a lot. And uh, it's cool, you know, my life, uh, I don't deserve my life today. I don't believe, I'm sure I'm gonna catch that because I feel like I've said that before. And uh, Alcoholics Anonymous has given me a life that uh, I, can't, I can't begin to pay back. And I'm so grateful that like you guys told me to show up to meetings, get commitments, work the steps, you know, because that's what's worked for me. And today, um, my life is good, right? I, uh, I get to go down the road with my sponsor. I get to help him out, you know, and I get to work with guys that like came in like me through the Salvation Army that I've had sponsees for like eight years. Those are some of like the longest relationships I've ever had in my entire life is eight years, you know, that's pretty bad. I'm 36 now, like, geez. Um, but I'm grateful, you know, because I've gotten to help those guys and, and most importantly, they've helped me. And, um, yeah, I got a minute left. So, uh, you know, I, I'm grateful to be here. Thank you again. And uh, that's all I got.